Welcome once again, my friends. The love affair that never ends. It is the Charlotte Soccer Show, and I am your host this week, Danny Brands. And uh, as you can see, I am uh, without my co-host, Johnny Hayes. He is out of commission, out of the country, out of uh, the natural order and flow of things, uh, because... This man went to the Bahamas. <laughs> I mean, it's the it's the end of spring. It's uh, almost summertime. Uh, you can taste it in the air. And uh, Johnny and his wife just had to get the F out. And I can't blame him, to be honest, because uh, I wish I was in the Bahamas right now as well. Although it was a truly lovely day in Charlotte, as we are still coming off a massive 3-2 win over NYCFC. What's it like to lose to NYCFC? I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, I, I don't. My team has never lost to NYCFC, so I wouldn't know what that's like. Even in Next Pro, we're, we're undefeated uh, 4-0, I think, uh, against the Pigeons. I was worried about the Pigeons. Uh, hi, Bridge and McCall. Thanks for your comment. Thanks for the dozen or so folks who have joined us. Uh, I'm alone. Am I alone, though? Really, Bridge and McCall? Because uh, as Michael Jackson once sang, I know he's problematic, but he did once sing, you are not alone. And uh, I am not alone tonight uh, because Johnny's not here. Uh we shared a great time Saturday night at the Fortress uh, in the Keep in the Min Street End, doing it all. Uh, but then he had to get the hell out of the country. So we brought in the man himself, Level Up Luke. We leveled Danny up Brams. the podcast, baby. We leveled it up. Welcome in, Luke. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to the stream. And uh, thanks for coming in, man. Absolutely. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for the invite, my friend. Uh, we're here talking about a win. We're here talking about a Coupetti brace. We're talking about 3-2. We're talking about a home victory. We're talking about a Swiderski masterclass. We're talking about uh, Christian Latanzio said, yes, Copetti's goals were nice, but Swiderski was the man of the match. And we're talking about Christian Latanzio fighting back. Uh, you know, uh, like he bit back at some critics uh, today, which was really cool to see. Uh, and he has a very quick time uh, before he gets a chance to show it again on the pitch because we play again tomorrow, y'all. We're live on a Monday night. We played on a Saturday night. We're live on a Monday night. We play again on Tuesday night. And I uh, want to get uh, definitely, Luke, your thoughts on lineups and all that. But first, we're celebrating. We usually – we wanted to go live on Sunday nights. Sunday nights is our, is kind of a great night to do it. But, John, again, I, I, I'm not going to keep harping on this over and over again. But uh, he thought he was going to be able to do it from his trip. But then, you know, you get down there. You're on the trip. And you're like, you know, I, I'd rather just be on the trip. So I, who who can fault him for that? So – Thanks for coming in, Luke. Uh, we we got the show off uh, the ground anyway uh, with the one-day delay. And we, we might end up doing it on Monday nights regularly anyway. would love to hear comments on that because uh, maybe Monday's better. If there's not this cut match on Tuesday, it would actually probably seem a little more appropriate to be doing it on Monday. Maybe we could should have slipped it in on Sunday with the cut match. That's the podcast process, uh, probably more than you need to know. But let's check in with some of these commenters because we're really grateful to everyone, the dozen or so of you have joined us live. We've got you go Miram. Yeah, I, I've got some Miram jokes later. Thank you, Bridget. Joseph Doak, a new commenter. I don't remember seeing you in here before, Joseph, but you are always welcome. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Let's go. I agree. What is up uh, for Mass TJMW? We, we, we love to have it. And Alex Ventura, again, what about Justin Miram? Great addition, right? I guess, should we start there? I mean, Copetti had the brace, but Miram was kind of the breakout player. Luke, what what'd you think of his performance? And then I'll tell you my story of how my relationship with Miram developed over the night. 
Yeah, so where to start with Miram, right? Um, I think he was put in, in such a tough position in D.C., having to fly across the country, uh, just briefly see the Charlotte skyline before flying up to D.C. to join the team. <laughs> I mean, that's that's got to be rough for any player. He doesn't know the system, the coaches, um, but we plugged him in right away. Uh, a lot of people said they just kind of forgot about him. With my group of watch party friends, uh, we immediately just thought, man, this looks like Roy Kent out there. This dude's just running around. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, we yeah, were chanting that. Just a mirror. Just I, a mirror. Hey, love it. But, um, you know, this week I thought he really showed why they brought him in. Uh, I thought specifically his ability to contribute to corners along with Westwood back in the lineup uh, made a big difference. Got him that assist. Uh, and I, I know we're going to talk about it later, but his charisma. I mean, I think that he really – seems like a value to the locker room. And that's been a concern of mine for, for several weeks now. Um, I think that addition by the front office helps to address um, a little bit of that cohesion problem. Yeah, I mean, cohesion is everything. Uh, Laddie Daddy uh, is back. He's been talking about it in terms of, I need my vets, I need my vets, I need my vets. Well, he got some vets back to, uh, Saturday night and it, it paid off. So whether it was empty chatter or not, the, the team looked a lot better with veteran presence, almost a kind of a, uh, almost a mystical way that just like guys who've been there before, been there and done that and know how to do it again, uh, just have a way of, of exerting that sort sort of uh, attitude and uh, almost essence and aura over, over their teammates and, and elevating things. Shout out Brandon Davis, regular commenter, regular stream watcher, awesome dude. Saturday may have been my favorite CLTFC game ever. Can't agree there uh, yet. Nothing's quite matched a few of the heights of 2022. Uh, we got Nashville coming up. The Nash Nashville sticks out to me. Philly, uh, you know, the Columbus re redo. Uh, obviously best of 2023. So shout out to you, Brandon. You know what I did love, though? What Saturday might have been some of my favorite uh, post-game sound ever, if you will. Some of the one of the best ever on-field tapes. And we were just talking about him, Justin Miram. So let me play this and lean over to your left here, Luke, so we can sort of like look still good on YouTube. <laughs> What's up, Charlotte? I love this feeling. I know you guys do too. Great first win for me here. Fans were electric. For the crowd, baby. We keep going. See you guys Tuesday. Love that, dude. Justin Miram is for the crown, baby. I mean, how, how great is that? Like he's on the field uh celebrating and thanking the fans for the support that he got in his first home start here as a new member of the team and uh bust out the catchphrase now we have to have him on the show woody woody wilder if you're in here please uh be uh listening uh if not i will be looking you up at some point in the near future because we need to have justin miram on the show and get him to say the tagline but that was really cool uh let's look uh without further ado let's check a couple comments here any we'll see what other people are saying can we stop Stomping on Copetti for a week or two, says Len C. Everybody loves Len Cornack. <laughs> Rob Barnes says Westwood stepped up big. Dangerous passing from the team all night. Uh, Brandon Davis, Enzo, game of games. I think I called it. Did you call it, Brandon? You might have. You very well might have. And Jorge Torres, he's just happy to see you, Luke. I mean, Im imagine that. You know, like, I, I love it when the guest host gets more gets some love. So we, <laughs> we definitely have to show that for sure. What's up, friends? And, Jorge, uh, Bridget, Brandon, Len C., Love you guys. Yeah, even Joseph. See, Joseph's already sold. This is how wishy-washy <laughs> we are as soccer fans. Prisoners of the moment, as they say. I love Vargas, but Miram holds it down for sure. You know, oh, I think yeah. 
I have to think, I don't have any official word on this, but I have to think that uh, Vargas was carrying some type of like small injury knock type of thing where he was available, but they didn't necessarily want him to go 90 minutes. So he didn't start and, and Miriam Field and admirably for sure. I, I have a hunch that we're going to see more of Vargas tomorrow and we'll come back to that in a bit. Oh, you think, okay, you see, you think it's Vargas open cup time. I think he'll be rested still till next Saturday, but who knows exactly what's happening because Cambridge isn't available. I do want to, before we go any further, shout out to everybody. Uh, over at WFNZ, who's making the broadcast happen uh, in multiple languages here. I want to play a great video that uh, the club put out today of both of Enzo's goals, the brace, and this is why we went to go get El Tanque. And sending it forward is Westwood once again for McKenzie Gaines. McKenzie in the last third will cross it in. limbs baby and the best thing about that second one off the corner from Miram Copetti gave us the lead right back because that was moments after we had conceded and the mood was a little bit sunk after you know a great first 30 minutes of the game you know took the lead after 10 minutes or so even before that even in the first 10 minutes and to get the lead goal right back was such a great feeling what did you think of that yeah um I mean first of all we had we had one goal called offsides that could have changed the complexion oh. of the game and uh, I know we're not talking about that right now, but I think it was all around a great performance by the team. Seeing that cross in from Miram, uh, I got excited all over again, man. I saw that ball go in and I was just like, ah, that's it, Gaines. Um, I mean, I'll tell you what, man, breakout game from our wingers. Uh, we've been waiting all season to see it. And uh, the, the pass, the pass from Westwood to Gaines that I was hyped up. Obviously, you know, you know, I like to get a little bit uh, saucy at these games. I get a little, little uh, toasty, a little, a little uh, feeling good. So I just, and, uh, when, you know, when you're in that mood, you kind of like tend to get really uh, fixated on certain things. And when I saw so my my I just kept like turning to everyone that I was around me. And I was like, that is a Premier League pass, man. That is a Premier League pass. That's a Premier League pass. That's what I kept saying about Westwood uh, showing out for sure. I want to play one more clip here. Now, there's no call on this. This is a long shot of Enzo's first goal that shows the Premier League pass I'm talking about there. And you just have to take it all in. Sorry for the the kind of dead air here on the audio side when we publish this audio only. But uh, and I'll I'll showcase some comments about this. I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this passing. Westwood's pass, Gaines is cross, Enzo being right at the perfect spot. And watch Enzo's run if it shows it here. How he cut he goes when the set center back is looking at him. This was pointed out by Stillness Speed, who's a, who's a very cool scout on Twitter. Also, obviously, I'm stealing this take from him, Ewan. But uh, Enzo, when the center back's looking at him, he runs towards the post. And when the center back turns his head, then he changes direction. It's almost like a wide receiver in the NFL, like uh, trying trying to fake out a DB the way he kind of burns him and, and finds himself in space. Watch this. Oh, 
I mean, how amazing is that? What a camera angle. The through ball by Westwood should be in a museum. Shout out to Grant, the videographer uh, who took that shot, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Jorge Torres, friend of the show, an absolute uh, uh, TIFOs from day one, uh, shout pointed that out to me when we were talking earlier today and said, oh, you got to feature this video clip on the show. And he was right. And I'm going to show it one more time. I won't show the whole thing here, but just watch this one more time. This through ball should Westwood by Westwood should be in a museum. Grant Bolion, you're exactly right. Just amazing. I mean, now it looked like the defender got a little piece of it. Just, I think a, he a just little... missed it. He just missed it. When you see it from the ground level yeah. angle from behind the goal, he 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 missed but, it. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been there as a defender. Perfectly. As a defender, you see that ball coming, and you think, "Oh no, no, oh oh, oh shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> gotta get that leg out," and he yeah. couldn't, couldn't get it. Yep. Uh, how about Keegan McDonald? Balls in behind and an increased speed of play. Really different than what we've seen last few matches. Exactly. Too much side to side. We just need attacking play, whether it's into the box or into the corner and in, into space. Like attacking play is just so much more fun to watch, don't you think? What What was your experience of just watching this game, Luke? Well, so uh, first game that I brought my son to, just turned four years old. Uh, so it was great to have him with me. He Love had a that. great time. Um, you know, he loves celebrating the goals. That was definitely his favorite part. Um so watching the game, I was a little bit distracted from time to time, but uh, no, I had, I had a great time. Um, it, it was, you know, sitting kind of at the midfield view. It's a little bit of a different angle than the uh, supporter section, which I also love. But um, no, it, it was it was great. Set pieces really stuck out to me because I've been saying to my friends throughout the season, how are we not taking advantage of set pieces? We got mm-hmm. some big guys. We got some talent up there. Enzo's headers, man, the velocity that he flicks mm-hmm. that ball in with the head. I mean, we, we have to find a way to take advantage of that. And I feel like we finally kind of unlocked that a little bit. How about this? Laser-guided missiles aren't as precise as Westy's passes, Brandon Davis. I mean, <laughs> the guy, the guy's foot, the defender's foot missed it by just mere centimeters for sure. It was, it was so beautiful to see. I pretty much had that same angle where I was sitting is of what you saw at the camera. So I was just like, it was amazing. And, uh, you know, shout out to the Ally fan cam for like, the, the I don't know if this was probably intentional that they posted a lot of the fan, ally fan cam picks from after goal celebrations because there were some great shots of like a lot of people that I know like really having a great time like normally there's shots of me just standing around like looking dumpy and like you know like one of the man you know so like it was nice that they were able to get like a couple of good picks of us uh celebrating goals and stuff like that so what do you think of this comment from Jorge Torres Luke this is a good analogy to NFL. We play better in a two-minute offense hurry-up style instead of trying to huddle up and run plays. I mean, is that yeah. something to that? Yeah, I mean, you know my background. I'm a big American it, football fan. You know uh, I don't acknowledge the, the the Panthers. I'm not even sure who the Panthers <laughs> are. I know they borrow our stadium uh, in the fall. Yeah, and we've, we've had some of their fans come and join us in uh, FC, and it's a little bit of a culture shock. Um, mm-hmm. But that's a good thing. So, uh, yeah, what Jorge said about the analogy to football, what that tells me, and I think that we've seen it time and time again, some teams play better when they play instinctive, when they don't have time to think things through. Um, there's this, this mentality that sets in when you have possession and you're kicking the ball around and the players aren't stepping up, they don't have that sense of urgency, we're not unlocking those midfield passes, so they have to keep passing backwards and backwards until it gets to the goalie 
and we're halfway through a possession and the ball's in our defensive third. Uh, if we have the urgency that they had at the end of the game, knowing that they need another goal to win, they have to push the ball forward. Mm-hmm. They don't have time to stop and think about it. Everybody's trying to get open. You're talking about Enzo making those movements. Our mm-hmm. wingers are up there also trying to put themselves in onside positions where they can receive the ball, create mismatches. So I think Jorge is dead on. Um, sometimes with a team like ours, you just can't think too much. You got to just play. You got to do it. Yeah. Jorge knows what's up. I mean, we've been we've been saying that since the beginning. Shout out to everyone who's with us on YouTube. It's the Charlotte Soccer Show. He's Level Up Luke, filling in for John Hayes, who is out of the country and just having a grand old time and refilling his uh, his charge for the summer. It's a long summer. It's a long May. Like we got a lot of fixtures coming up, and uh, we got games to go to. We hopefully have a cup run. Um, uh, spoiler alert, I just did right before we started this live stream, I did a little like 10 minute guest spot with the Orlando City podcast. And I told them like they're fucked and like they better watch out. And like we're, we're, we're going go to go down and wreck them. I was like, yeah, we play our first team in the cup, guys. Sorry. You know, like Copetti's going to play. I think uh, Bridget McCall commented a few minutes ago that Copetti said on his Twitch stream, which shout out, you know, the Copetti Twitch streams are as legit as it gets. Uh, he said he's planning to play tomorrow because he got the yellow card, so he's suspended. So here's the bad news from last night's win. Copetti and Jones both will miss the next game, the next league game at Atlanta uh, for yet five yellow card accumulation suspensions. So that's unfortunate, especially because Enzo's was for dissent, right? So it's just like, ugh, you're, you're killing us, Enzo. But uh, you mentioned uh, Luke. You said going and pressing and going to try to get a goal. Let's play the goal because and this was another set piece goal. I wanted this to be a Carroll goal so bad. I thought this was like a, yeah. uh, I thought this was just a pure, pure Golazzo when I saw it from the stands, and I was like, oh wait, own goal. But uh, let's play it, and uh, uh, I believe the, I believe this is the call from WFNZ with Will and Jess, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, if I'm wrong here, blame the producer. It's Svidersky who will approach it, looking toward the net, stick forward, he scores! and he absolutely deserves it. It's a gorgeous in-swinger. He absolutely deserved it. He took all the credit on a gorgeous in-swinger. I, I love it. Uh, the, the the dulcet tones of, of Jess Charman and Will Pelagic, great things. So I have a lot of hot takes about the glorious sport of soccer. That's another conversation for another day. Hot take me. Hot, it's hot. We're here <laughs> for hot takes for sure. I got one, man. I got one hot take here that I think MLS should implement and be a trailblazing lead, uh, leader in the world of soccer. Uh, if you contribute to an own goal situation, that last contributor should be credited with an assist. That's give, give, yeah, so you think Carroll should have an assist as well. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. And Enzo should have had a goal also. There was an own goal earlier this year where Enzo was like standing by to tap in at the back post yeah. also, right? So like, unfortunate where we were, were two missing two assists for sure. Uh, I, I loved what Carol did. I called it a master class. Uh, Latanzio called him the man of the match. Your thoughts on what Carol was able to do. He had to go, go he had a, just a freaking powerful header. He like rose above the crowd and slammed the ball like right down into the ground. Uh, on a and then the goal was waved off because of like offsides in the buildup, which was so unfortunate. That had nothing to do with Kara or gains in the uh, assist. But 
what do you think of that moment in Carroll's game just overall? Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's kind of transitioning into another conversation, but I, I think Ooh, that, let's do it. Let's, let's let's transition right into that conversation, my friend. I, I think Latanzio had uh, maybe his best game as head coach in terms of starting lineup and substitutions. Oh, okay, I wow. think that he put Carroll in a position to succeed, and I okay. think when you put your talent in a position where that they can have the support they need, they can receive the passes, they can play the ball along in a way that fits their style of play, you start to unlock those results. You start to unlock those connections that we start to see with the wingers, with the midfield, Westwood contributing, Carroll contributing. Um, I mean, overall, I, I was, you know, I think my, my followers on Twitter know how I feel about the, the coaching in the front office, but I have Lucas. to say – the I, I, level up nation is that what level up nation for well sure? i mean i think they know how i feel uh going into this game but mm -hmm. after the game i had to admit uh that there were some very good tactical decisions made sure. uh the team's effort their possession in the second half the substitutions came at perfect moments and putting our players in a position to succeed tactically i'm a big fan of that so we all know carol has talent he's a dp for a reason um, and if you could pull up a comment from Brandon Davis, uh, who plays the number nine against ATL on Saturday. Yeah. Um, my answer is Carol. I think you put Carol back up yeah. top. Yeah, for sure. And that allows you to put in maybe Bender starting in, in the spot where Carol's been playing in the midfield or something like that, for sure. Uh, it's time. It's, let, let's unleash Ben Bender against Atlanta, for sure. Uh, we all we all miss Ben uh, if he's feeling – hopefully he's feeling better. I'll, I'll – Unfortunately, I met Mindy and I didn't. I forgot to ask Ms. Uh, Ms. Bender uh, for her uh, contact info, so I, I can't check to see if he's recovered from the illness that he had. Unfortunately, but uh, <laughs> I will say uh, th thanks to everyone who's here. We got some uh, a lot of people chiming in and and, and making uh, this a community uh, event, and I think that's really cool. Level up, Luke. Thank you so much for filling in for John. I'm Danny Brams. It's the Charlotte Soccer Show. Uh, we loved so much of what we saw and it uh, the fight that this team showed to fight back in this Swiderski masterclass we're talking about. It really, the fight continued. The fight was uh, it was a very present uh, on Monday afternoon as well because uh, Laddie Daddy decided to step in there and fight back because he did an early press conference because of the Open Cup match. We'll talk about more Open Cup lineup stuff in a second. I want to talk about some of these quotes he said because there was someone in the crowd, I guess, with a Latanzio out T-shirt. So post-game pr press conference, he's asked about, hey, what would you think of the Latanzio out T-shirt? And he said, I didn't see that kid after the game. You know, like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, what do you people want? It's not like we're Real Madrid coming off three championships. He's like, people need to be patient. I don't listen to this crap, you know. So, like, it was really uh, pugnacious almost and, like, I've wanted this guy to develop a relationship with the fans and like, you know, maybe negging, you know, to borrow a, a page out of the, uh, the play, the pickup artist playbook from the mid two thousands. <laughs> like the, I feel like Latanzio was like negging me for criticizing him. And now I like, like him even more. I don't know. Like, is, is that, is that a real phenomenon? What, what, what's happening there? Yeah. So like Jorge said, I think everything uh, sounds better in Spanish. And I think he finally showed a little bit of cojones Okay. And I've been wanting to see that from him for a little while. That whole thumbs up to the fan, pulling the Latanzio out shirt, that whole, oh, you want to see me out? Well, just watch this. Mm -hmm. like, I wanted to see that, man. You're Italian. Give us a little bit of that, uh, you know, that, that Italian passion, that fire, yeah. man. Stick up for yourself. And, hey, if I'm over here saying Latanzio out, at the end of the day, I want you to prove me wrong. I want you mm -hmm. to succeed. Prove me wrong so that my team wins. At the end of the day, we're 100%. all Charlotte FC fans. 
Um, so I, I like to see that from him. I thought a little bit of that uh, that that fire was just what um, the team needed, maybe the locker room. Yeah, and it's also kind of a way, like we talk about all the, the criticisms that uh, MAR got, you know, obligatory MAR mentioned on the Charlotte Soccer Show. But, uh, you know, there's a way to talk about your team level the level that your team is at and there's a way to acknowledge when he like when you say we're screwed or i'm not a magician what do you expect me to do with this crew that's one way to say that my team's not good enough and you sound like a jerk uh making fun of your own team latanzio can come out and say well we're not real madrid and then it's like okay that's sort of an objective compare like that kind of like puts it in like well yeah it's okay to say that you're not necessarily like making your team look bad by saying that and you are <laughs> setting like where the level should be right does that make sense i don't know yeah, Jorge's uh, giving me a Spanish lesson in the comments. I appreciate it, bud. Um, love that. We yes. absolutely love that. Latanzio tiene los cojones, tiene razón, Luke. You know, yeah, that means uh, that means you know what you're talking about. I believe, if, uh, for from my uh, Spanish experience, I used to. It's something, know, yeah. Uh, my my ex is bilingual. There. Yeah, yeah. So unless, what can um, I say? yeah. So yeah, I, I think that um, really focusing on moving forward. My biggest, uh, I think, statement or takeaway was. Let's not make this a flash in the pan. We've had uh, two other wins of the season so far, and we haven't been able to translate that into a winning trend or a winning mentality at the club. So I want to see us come out and, and maybe put a little streak together. Let's get two or three wins. Let's get the team really flowing and connecting on and off the field. That's what I would love to see. And we, um, you know, we're still waiting on that. Uh, Latanzio said it's a project. It's a development project. We're not Real Madrid. We don't have it all together right now. We're developing the team. Mm -hmm. So let's let's see that development. But at the end of the day, you just saw two coaches in MLS fired today who were, what, a good point, point off of us Very in the standings point. and better goal differential than we have. So we got to put up goals. It's not enough uh, to, to just win, but let's beat somebody by two or three goals. Let's really shove it down their throat. Let's see that fire on the pitch. Yeah, and I, I'll take I'll take full uh, egg on my face. The th I like – the way I phrased it when I saw this lineup, uh, you know, Bridget McCall says, I always believed in Laddie except for five minutes when I saw the lineup. B. Davis, my initial reaction to the lineup was, oh, boy, was I wrong. I, I, I said, this does not look like the type of 11 that you put out when you need a uh, must win, but it's a must win, so let's win. And they they proved yeah. me wrong. <laughs> that You know, I love it. I love to be wrong about stuff like that. It, call it an emotional hit. It's like betting on my team to lose when I tweet something like that. And then if, if they win, I'm happy. I don't really, I'd much rather have my team win than my tweet be correct. So real, well, that's really what it's all about. So, yeah, well, I've lost enough money betting on Charlotte FC this season. So I don't think I'll right. be doing that again. Yeah. But, John uh, swore <laughs> off it. John last episode, John said he is, he's made it. He's put his last bet on Charlotte FC to win in 2023. And um, we'll see if he holds to that. But I will say when I see gains in the lineup, I'm still optimistic because going back to football, there's a saying, mm -hmm. you can't teach speed. And that kid has it. Uh, he just needs to work on that crossing. He needs to work on on some of the touches. Uh, when he's down, getting towards that end line, he's got to make sure he stays in bounds, doesn't go right out the uh, the backside of the pitch. But you know what? I mean, I think we've really put it together. Him and Miram from both sides, that one-two punch. So uh, let's talk lineup because we'll wrap it up here in a few minutes. Thanks to everyone who's joining us here on the Charlotte Soccer Show, YouTube, live stream. Uh, streaming live on the Twitter page. Also, we we have so much fun with these discussions and these chats. We love like just like uh, repping for this club and like making the uh, the you know, the tifos are out and about and, and joining the conversation. It's great. All of your comments just warm my heart and make me uh, feel good to go. I feel almost as warm as uh, as John and Rachel do down there on the on the beach. Uh, 
uh, <laughs> soaking up, soaking it up, uh, probably drinking Mai Tais or uh, some type of uh, beach cocktail. But I want to talk about the Open Cup. We got a big, big match on Tuesday. It's the reason Latanzio was giving this salty press conference today. We figure with this yellow card suspensions blocking them from next Saturday, we can probably expect Jones and Capetti will play. They said Yushviak is available. I think he'll get some minutes. Maybe he starts. Do you have a full 11 in mind of who you'd like to see or what, what are some, or just what are some highlights of what you expect to see if you don't have the full 11? I really don't. I mean, it's going to come down to the, the factors that as fans, we can't see who's right now feeling it in training, who's conditioned, who has the energy, and then who do we need to play on Saturday, given rest to the right guys. Uh, you know, I'm always the cup, but I think yeah, that, always the cup, always. You know, that's not necessarily going to be what's going to save Latanzio's job. So he has to focus on those regular season wins. And uh, so I, I think realistically the club puts a priority on Saturday's game. Uh, we're going to see some crown legacy players. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see somebody like Cambridge. Um, no, Cambridge got the red. Remember, Cambridge got the double yellow at the end. Oh, of, in the last uh, couple of yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fair there play. Was, there was Ooh. two red cards that were second yellows, and none of the four yellows were actual yellows. The refereeing was horrible in that open cup match, I got to say. Well, there were just we know, a lot of soft yellows. It's, we know CONCACAF and MLS refs, man. We know what they do to us. Yeah, I mean, Don Garber wants to criticize the open cup. That was a story that came out this week. I, I know you and the Don go way back. What do you think of that? Um, I mean, besides thinking he's a clown, he seems to put on the face paint. Uh, you know, dude, this is the United States. We all love an underdog story. Right. I don't know anybody who would not cheer for a lower-level team to come up and beat an MLS team. Uh, it's not going to be us this year, thankfully. But no, man, Don is a clown. Yeah. We need to broadcast. We need to fund U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, the reason the product doesn't look good on TV is because nobody's bankrolling it, Don. Right. Uh, let's mm -hmm. use some of the. Let's use this next five hundred million dollar uh, expansion fee for San Diego. Let's use that to go right. ahead and fund some of the lower-level competitions in the Open right. Cup, man. The, the, a lot of the money that the Premier League uh, contributes to the to the British FA, uh, English FA, uh, helps fund a lot of what makes the FA Cup so great. And I love the Open Cup. And I have three words for Don, uh, the soccer Don Garber. Uh, uh, four, actually, I have seven words. Four in one phrase, come on the show. You're always welcome, Don. And the other three are always the cup. So uh, always don't, the cup. Yeah, don't talk trash on the U.S. Open Cup, please. So is there anyone you don't want to see? I want to make sure – I don't. if I see Westwood playing on Tuesday, I'm like, oh, man, we're – we're really hurting for for dudes in depth and stuff like that. I think he needs the week off to get ready for Atlanta. Um, you know, back to back games on turf for him is going to be kind of rough. Uh, yeah, Bronny, I think comes back in this. I think it's Bronny Jones. I think it's Copetti. I think it's Yushviak. I think it's I don't Mello. I think it's Mello. Um, I don't know. Uh, defensively, I don't want to see Melanda. I mean, I know the test results came back mm -hmm. negative. Uh, and he's going to be questionable tomorrow, but I don't want to see him on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, he should not. Milanda should not be playing in the uh, in the Open Cup at all. So I don't know. Um, it, it comes down to what Jorge says. It's all about who's healthy first off and how do we yep. adjust. Um, it's a big test for 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 Laddie Daddy. And if he's if he's all the way back, if if Salty Laddie is the new normal, if that's what we have to get used to, you know, if he's gonna you know tell me you know things about that I'm the one with the problem when I'm criticizing him, I guess, you know, that, then uh, I'm going to have to just sit back and take it, I guess. Now, uh, Jack Neely. A, could Jack Neely play tomorrow with the first team? That's an interesting one for sure. I've heard that uh, take. I think it's a good one. I like Neely. Uh, I've been Love in some Neely. Crown Legacy games. Uh, I like him a lot. I think that he mm -hmm. absolutely is the type of player who can step in here. 
What I am not clear on, and I would love to hear somebody maybe like Vaughn give us an idea, this 18-man U.S. Open Cup roster, who's eligible to play tomorrow? That makes a, a big difference. Sure. Um, yeah, now, is I, Miram eligible? There was questions of is Miram eligible. He never, he did not play in the RLCL Cup match earlier this year. He wasn't on the bench even, so yeah, he could be I, available. But he's 34, right? So does he need to play Saturday, Tuesday? I don't think so. So Yeah, and I did hear last year that there are special conditions for transfers and injuries. Okay. So I, I know that there are allowances made for those situations. This is not for tomorrow, but I, I got to throw Alex Ventura's comment here because it's it's like ever present in the back of my mind. It's like an involuntary reflex. Bring back Guzman Crujo, I agree. Uh, hopefully very soon. Brian Romero in tomorrow's cut match for the first team. What Do, do we like that? I do, man. Uh, yeah. as, a, as a U.S. national team fan and supporter, I want to sure. see him on the pitch any way we can. Uh, Romero to, uh, to Enzo, assist. How beautiful would that be? I'll take it. Um, I will say, as far as uh, tomorrow goes, I think this is a classic trap game for Orlando. I think our biggest advantage is going to be the home field advantage with them traveling to us, playing in Matthews, and yeah. having our passionate fans out there mm -hmm. making as much noise as we can. I think that can really make the difference on a random Tuesday night game that a lot of the players traveling all the way up here to North Carolina may not be taking seriously. I love what you're saying. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Uh, they, I believe uh, we have a question in the chat. Is it going to be, uh, this is from Christopher Gallagher. Is it going to be on TV or available on a stream? I believe it's on Golazzo Network. So it yeah. should be a free stream. Uh, if you have, get the Paramount app and you need like a, a, you need to have a username, but you don't necessarily need to have a subscription. I think it's free, uh, but get the Paramount Plus app. And even if you don't subscribe to Paramount Plus, I think you can get Golazzo. You might have to sub. I don't, I'm not sure. Forgive me if I'm wrong there. Uh, it's pretty cheap anyway, and you get so much freaking soccer. I would definitely just subscribe to Paramount Plus if it was me. But uh, Golazzo will have it. It's uh, I, I don't know if it's on any like CBS like cable systems or whatever. It's a CBS on network, but yeah, uh, it was just added to some of the systems uh, about last right. month, I think. I love it. Yeah, CBS Sports Golazzo Network. I think it streams on browser. I think you don't even need the app to be honest. I think you can stream it on your browser. I think you can just like open up a tab and go to Golazzo Network. So uh maybe it says it's on pluto tv which is free so lots of free ways to watch should be so that's pretty cool uh i got my ticket i work till seven so i'm gonna have to like race out there but i do have a ticket i've been told i have a seat saved for me so uh we'll see i'm gonna try to get out there because i do hate orlando that much that i would love to go watch them lose and it is always the cup so uh yeah everything's good i want to close it out for the most part who do you, do you think mark's in goal tomorrow is mark's now our cup goalie um, I heard he picked up a knock in training before last oh, game. Oh, that's right. Would it be Pablo? I mean, is it Pablo then? I guess, yeah, Pablo's on the bench on Saturday against NYC. Yeah, I, I, plays the cup. I'm not sure. I will have to see, like uh, Jorge said, we'll have to see who's conditioned, who's feeling healthy, and yeah. that's that's always a concern. Is Bender back from, from the cold? We we don't know. We 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 don't know exactly what uh was there. I think there's some HIPAA laws involved. Uh, I do think. It will be Cisniega myself, but we'll see. I want to, uh, as we wrap up here, I got one more video clip to show that I have teed up. And this is Christian Kalina postgame. Uh, it made all the difference in the world to have Kalina back. As much as we love Georgie Marks, and I know there's going to be some, uh, you know, I know good, good, tremendous friend of the show, Bridget McCall, is going to say, well, you can't, you know, Marks is the man. And I get it, but he is the man. But there's just something about Christian Kalina. Watch this postgame reaction. Watch how, watch Ashwood, Ashley Westwood, his new teammate and new captain, Stare lovingly into Christian Kalina's eyes. Hey, we got beer today, huh? 
Congratulations. Congrats, right? Congrats. Congrats. Well done. Look at the kids at the end. It was kids' day at the stadium, and uh, you could hear him shouting, "Clean!" There's just that there was a presence in the box that I had not seen for by either Pablo or George all season. And uh, man, Kalina just uh, made me feel so much more confident. The Croatian sensation, baby, mm -hmm. King Kalina. Yeah, we have a lot of kings on the team, but uh, <laughs> whether he starts Tuesday or not, I expect him to be starting Saturday. And we, you know. Very soon, after this cup match, it's going to be Mission Atlanta. So uh, we will be back Thursday. We are bringing back the watch parties next weekend uh, at EPR. We were uh, the show. The show did a. We the show went on a road trip to DC last uh, last road game, but we are coming and we uh, back to EPR this next weekend for the Atlanta match. Can't wait for that, uh, Luke. I know you got things going on in South Carolina. Tell, what's the South Carolina watch party situation that you got going down there? You got a good setup as well, right? Yeah, the official setup: Fort Mill, South Carolina. It's at Replay Brewing in Kingsley, right off of I seventy seven. Fantastic time. Bring your own food, and they have some amazing beers on tap. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much for filling in. How about uh, you? You know, Alex Ventura loves your work. You know, so uh, that's very cool. Uh, everybody let Luke in the comments know how much you loved him and his fill-in work. Click like on the video, please. I don't usually like give the whole like likes and smash the button and all that, but uh, if you if you're in the 20 or so people that watched this all the way through, we cannot thank you enough from the bottom of our heart. And just do one more step and click the like button because that will help the video uh, hit any uh, metrics or whatever that needs to hit. I don't know. Uh, for me, it's all about the conversation that we were able to have here over these last 40 minutes and. Uh, I don't know what you guys are doing. I got I got to go. I got a concert to go to. I, I got to get uptown. Uh, I'm going to see the Flaming Lips. Oh, so, yeah. There you uh, go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, they're about to probably get started right now. So uh, I might miss the first song or two. But uh, y'all rock. Brandon Davis says, Luke, awesome job. Thanks, Bridget man. says, Thanks, good everybody. job, Luke. The commenters made it all, all good. And uh, Justin Miram said it earlier. And whenever we have a special guest, I love to give it up. Can you send us out with the tagline, please, my brother? Absolutely. Shout out to the host with the most, my man's Danny Brands. For the crown, baby.